My days are filled with laughter My heart has known your peace I've traveled far, still there is far to go Yet in my heart there is a longing To look upon your face Where you are is where I want to be You are my King You are the Lamb Lion of Judah The Seed of Abraham The Holy One God's only Son You are the King of who I am Every road I've traveled down You have walked before me You made the light to shine out of darkness I am looking for the day when I bow before you lay my crown at your feet you are my king you are the lamb the lion of Judah you are the seed of Abraham, the Holy One, God's only Son. You are the King of who I am. Hosanna, oh, blessed be the rock. salvation Hosanna Oh blessed be the rock Oh blessed be the rock of my salvation The Holy One God's only Son Of who I am You are the king Of who I am You are the king Of who I am Oh, put your hands together for Bajo BMI, we've come to the most important part of the service this morning, and that is the Word. We have praised this morning, we have worshipped this morning, and the, our heart is ready. The atmosphere is also set. So, why don't you rise to your feet, and with much excitement, 
help me welcome the evangelist, the prophet, our pastor, our father, Pastor Chris! My troubled mind. Oh, it's the only voice I hear that makes a difference, and I'll follow one day at a time. His voice makes a difference when he speaks, he relieves my troubled mind. Oh, it's the only voice I hear that makes a difference, and I'll follow one day at a time. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! While you remain standing, we are overjoyed that we can celebrate today the reason why we are Christians. Amen? Amen? That Jesus Christ who died for our sins has risen from the dead and He's alive. If you go to the tombs of all the religious uh, beliefs, they will show you where their leader lies. But if you go to Israel and you go to Jerusalem, they will show you a tomb but there's written at the tomb, He is not here. He is risen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I, I believe you've been blessed by the testimony. The play itself was a beautiful message. So I won't be long today just to share something short with you on this Resurrection Sunday. Lift your hands to heaven. Give me G, Mr. Keyboard Man. God sent His Son. Virgil, come to the stage. They called Him Jesus. He came to love, to heal and to forgive. He lived and died. To buy my pardon An empty grave is here To prove that Jesus lives Everybody join and sing with us Because He lives I can face tomorrow Lift your hand And because Oh 
and then one day I will cross that river you will cross it and I must cross it I will fight life's final war life's final war with pain oh but then as death gives way to victory hallelujah I will see the light of glory and I know Jesus lives because He lives. Oh, I can face tomorrow because He lives. All fear is gone.
your life is worth living because Jesus lives. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. What a glory and a blessing to know our Savior lives. Amen. Before you are seated, I want to call our attention to a minute of silence. Because as you all saw yesterday, we have the sad news of the death of my pastor's son. If you did not hear the news, we heard yesterday morning that Bishop Dag's eldest son passed away uh, while he was in America doing his medical doctor studies. He was working as a doctor, but also uh, still doing his final, final degrees. And then they, he passed away. So it's a very sad occasion for my bishop, my pastor, to lose his son. He heard the news on Thursday morning and on Friday he preached to more than thousands and thousands of people, not telling anybody about the death of his son. So he's, he's in pain, which, which is just normal. And because I'm also his son, spiritually, I want us to just pay respect and I'll pray but let us be quiet for a while that's uh, David I met him in 2011 by God's grace the first time I went to Ghana he was just about to leave for his studies and I had the privilege to meet him and um, his younger brother who is Bishop Joshua who is in Ghana but he was living in America so Let's just bow our heads in prayer and for a minute we keep silent. Dear God in heaven, we stand together as a church this morning to bring before you Bishop Dag, Sister Adelaide, Joshua, Paula, and Daniela, and all the UD churches with the tragic loss of David the eldest son of our pastor, my pastor, my bishop. Lord, the disciples said that they want to sit at your right hand and at your left. And you said if they can drink the cup that you drink, 
then they might be privileged to have the seat. We pray for grace this morning to keep Bishop in this time of sadness and bereavement. We do not know and we cannot know the pain that pierces the heart and the side like a sword that would pierce Mary's side. I pray, Lord, that you bring healing, the bomb of Gilead, to help them through this difficult time. And we as a church, we stand in agreement that your healing balm will flow to them. Help them overcome. The work is great and the enemy attacks from all sides. But you, O oh Lord, we know you are greater. And the mystery of your works we cannot understand, but we rest in you. Soon one day we'll cross that river We'll fight life's final war, even with pain. But as death gives way to victory, we'll see the light of glory. Then we will say, our Savior lives. So we pray for the UD churches, everyone affected by this tragedy, that you will be with them and help them. In the name of Jesus, and we give you glory. Even through this death, may your name be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Thank you, church. You may all take your seats. What a blessing. What a blessing. Hallelujah. I want to turn your attention this morning. After Friday's sermon, we, we saw what the blood of Jesus can do and has done for us. Amen. Do you still remember Friday's teaching? What the blood of Jesus can do for you. Then on Friday night, we were blessed with a wonderful uh, cinema movie of The Passion. It was so blessed. I was here with the team. And it was a great blessing. This morning, I just want to talk about the resurrection for a few minutes. Also, welcome Pastor Stan again. I saw him there. God is doing great things through his life. Uh, I want to just talk about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And I want to say to all of you that the mysteries of God's plan and the works of the Lord is too much for us to really talk about in a short time. And the resurrection of Jesus has many implications for all of us. I just want to focus on one of those implications. And I want to focus on the victory over death that Jesus Christ won when he rose from the dead. Death is our last enemy. Amen. And with the death of Joshua, uh, oh, sorry, of David now, I realize that it's a pain that no one can escape. It is appointed unto man once to die and thereafter the judgment. But Jesus Christ on this Resurrection Sunday, He has attained for us something so powerful that it's worth talking about. Amen? Despite Him doing, as I said, many other things come with the resurrection, but this one thing He has accomplished for us 
is that he defeated the last enemy. No man could ever defeat this enemy. But Jesus, the Son of God, came to defeat the final enemy. Hallelujah. If you have Bibles, Mark chapter 16, verse 1. And this message is, He made a way. He made a way. I think there's a song that said one sometimes sing, isn't it? He made a way. Mark chapter 16, verse 1. My Bible is frozen, but I'm sure I will survive here. It's the danger of electronic Bibles. The King James Version. And when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Salome, they bought sweet spices that they might come and anoint him. And very early in the morning, the first day of the week, that is a Sunday. Amen. The Sabbath day is on a Saturday. The Sunday is the first day of the week. Hallelujah. And we have churches now on a Sunday simply because Jesus rose on the Sunday. Do you understand? Before the resurrection of Jesus, the churches, the Jews had their services on the Saturday. Yeah, but when the resurrection came, we shifted it now to Sunday. Because every Sunday is a celebration of the victory that Jesus obtained. You see, if Jesus had just died and not resurrected, then the story is incomplete. Then it would have been another death of another human being. But this one is, is unlike any other because death could not hold him. <laughs> the grave could not hold him. No, he rose again from the dead. So it says in verse 2, the first day of the week, they came to the sepulcher at the rising of the sun. And they said among themselves, who shall roll us away the stone from the door of the sepulcher? And when they looked, they saw that the stone was rolled away, for it was very great, and entered into the sepulcher. And they saw a young man sitting on the right side, clothed in a long white garment, and they were afraid. And he said unto them, Be not afraid, you, you seek Jesus of Nazareth, which was crucified. He is risen, he is not here. Behold, the place where they laid him. But go your way, tell his disciples and Peter that he goeth before you into Galilee. There you shall see him, just as he said unto you. And they went out quickly and fled from the sepulcher, for they trembled and were amazed. Neither said they anything to any man. For they were afraid. Hallelujah. There are four Gospels in the Bible. The first three is Matthew, Mark, Luke, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. In biblical studies, they are called the Synoptic Gospels. For the simple reason that their stories are very similar. Synoptic means synonym similar. The Gospel of John, however, slightly different because it's told by the beloved apostle. But in all four of the Gospels, we have the recording of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. 
Hallelujah. The Gospels, they have slight differences. Some say that uh, it was Mary Magdalene who came alone to the tomb. Others say Mary and three others. Then one says Mary and four others. Small, small differences, you know. So you could debate if it was Mary or Mary. There were three Marys and uh, another lady. But one thing they don't argue about is that the tomb is empty. <laughs> they, they have descriptions concerning who came to the tomb, but they don't have any descriptions about that there's no one anymore in the tomb. Hallelujah. And that's the point that the Bible wants to drive across to us, that he's not here. Glory to God, but he is risen. Hallelujah. I want to talk about just three things, uh, then we can close our service today. I want to talk about our birth, our life, and our death. Amen. Life is made, um, often in three parts. You are born, you have life on this earth, and then you will die. Your body, your soul, and your spirit. Yes. But there's an evil enemy that attacks us all. It's called death. The Englishman calls it the grim reaper. The leveler. It's called the leveler because it levels the playing fields. Rich men die. Poor men die. Black men die. White men die. Thieves die. Good people die. But all die. It's the leveler. You can have all the money in the world. You might have the best medical care. They do say poor people die sooner than rich people. Because poor people have no medical aid. And they have to sit outside the clinic line for many hours. If the sickness don't kill them, sitting in the sun outside so long might also kill them. But even if you can prolong your, your life through oxygen tanks, expensive machines, die you will. <laughs> and die you must. It is appointed unto man. Hebrews 9.27 wants to die thereafter the judgment. One of the only things that can make death slightly Different. Let me say that. I don't want to use the word easier. One of the things that can make your death, I'm talking to you today. Tell your neighbor, he's talking to you. Yeah. Don't be like the man who said, the message was so powerful. I wish more people could come to church to hear this message. He never thought the message was for him. Yeah. And the pastor was getting frustrated at this man because he every time said to the pastor, you preach so powerful. If these people could only come. <laughs> then one day it rained very bad. And nobody came to church. Only this man. And the pastor said, today I'm going to preach for him. Hey. 
And he preached as a hard word. He preached about your pride. Always telling others that they are wrong, but they, you never see the wrong in you. And the pastor thought, now I've got him. But at the end of the sermon, he came to the pastor. He said, you preached so powerfully today. Oh, I wish those proud people could have been here. <laughs> to hear your message. No, but I'm preaching to you today. <clears throat> the only thing that can make death slightly different for you is if you think about death. Do you see? Think about it. You must think about the day you will die. Also think about the day your loved ones will die. You see, you, the, uh, Amos chapter 4 verse 12 says, prepare, prepare to meet your God. Mark you clear om your God to unmoot. So, it won't stop it, it won't prolong it, but it will prepare you. So in life, we don't think that our children will die before us or that we will die at 55. Or we think we, everybody has this crazy idea that you're going to live till 77 or 85, isn't it? No, 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 no. Life is not like that. If you go to the graveyard, you see people your age. You, you must remember the year you were born. Then you see if, if on the tombstone, if that year is there, then it's, the, then it's your age lying there. So death is a grim reaper. It's, it's an enemy. Yeah, it takes away what you have planned, what you have thought about, what you've dreamed about. It stops everything just dead. Dead still. Yeah. You will never hear the man's voice again. You will never hear his breathing. You will never feel his aura because he's gone. His presence is gone. And this is the evil that beset us in this world. And must I tell you something? It was not God's plan for this to be like it. No. It was in Genesis chapter 3 when God told Adam, you will work till the sweat, I think 319, I'm just checking it again. You will work, one part of the curses, you will work so hard, the sweat will run from your brow. And the, the earth will not give back to you as it should have. Yeah. Do you know that a farmer harvests his crops once a year? But God's original plan was for the harvest to be once a month. Yeah. How do we know? Because in heaven, in Revelation, this is for people who love the Bible, I give some, some nuggets. In Revelation, the Bible says there, were, there was a tree with 12 manners of fruit. Yeah. And every month it bringeth forth its fruit. You see, that's when the curse is gone. Now, because of the curse, 
the farmer can only bring apples once a year. Yeah, but in, in, in the garden, before the fall, every month the tree produces fruit. Hallelujah. But with death setting in, God said to Adam, this is where it came, because you have done this, this is the curse. Then he says, from dust thou art. You were made from dust. Here it is. And unto dust you shall return. <clears throat> so we are beset with a curse that we will not live this body because of the sin of our father, Adam, will return to the ground. Hey, it was first a powerful body because it had dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and every creeping thing. But now it is cursed to die. But this is where Jesus is coming. Changes everything. Hallelujah. You know, God sent His anointing on prophets. In the old covenant, Elijah, he raised someone from the dead. Elisha also raised a young boy from the dead. They were glimpses of this power. Makashetola mama. Power that was greater than earthly curses. Hey! You see, the anointing is the power of God in droplets on human beings for a specific moment, for a specific reason. And you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. And when God's divine nature and power came upon these individuals, they, for a while, not even death could withstood them. But it was only partially, you see, because the same boy that Elijah rose from the dead, he died again later when, when he was older. Even Lazarus, when Jesus raised him from the dead because of this curse, yeah, he was buried again at some later stage. Are you listening? But Jesus came to defeat this enemy. God sent his son to bring us a way, make a way out for us. Because although everything stops here, he said to Mary and to Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. Hallelujah. Anyone who believes in me, Jesus, even if you die here, the small death, at Bella Cemetery or Vialgem, Velmoet or wherever we're going to bury you. It's only a temporary burial. You will live again. Yes. Anyone who believes in me, even though he dies, yet shall he live. And then he proved it by going the same way that man goes, the way of death, the, the way of the grim reaper, the way of the leveler. But on the third day, Mary came unto the tomb. Hallelujah. And she saw the stone is rolled away. Up till today, it bothers the scientists. If you read on Google, you'll find, did Jesus really rise from the dead? <laughs> they even made a conspiracy. It's in the Bible. They said, tell the people that the, the, the God stole his, his disciples came to steal his body. And they say that the rumor still runs in Jerusalem today. Because nobody believed that a man could conquer this enemy. 
He could conquer many enemies, but this one, this one was too hard to conquer. Hey, what a wonderful Savior. Hallelujah. So we will be given new bodies, praise God, with this great victory that Jesus won for us. A body that is a heavenly body. When we bury you, you will go to the grave and you will turn to dust. But with the resurrection of the saints on the last day, you will, your body will be resurrected again. And it will be, not be a normal body. It will be a heavenly body. For some reason, we will still recognize you. We will know who you are. It won't, the body will not have sexual tendencies. Yes, because when they said to Jesus, they said to Jesus, whose wife will she be? He said, there's nothing like that in heaven. You will know your husband, you will know, but there won't be a sexual knowing. It will be a spiritual knowing. You will see your loved ones. Oh, yes, you will. But that this thing of the earth will grow strangely dim in the light of His glory and His grace. Hallelujah. But you will have a new body. There will be no sickness or diseases on you then. Hallelujah. It will be a heavenly body. Celestial being. Your fit roller shall be. You'll be in your most beautiful form. I don't know what it is. If you could wish for an age where you were and you're most beautiful, what age would you choose? Don't tell me. Don't tell me now. You choose. You choose. When there was still hair on your head and the teeth were still grinding. There's some people here who can't eat peanuts anymore. They eat marshmallows. You see, because since the day we are born, we grow to a certain age and then death starts to work on us. As soon as you see the first wrinkle on your hands and your face, death has come. If you look in the mirror and you see the first gray hair, the grim reaper is creeping on you. It's preparing you for that place. Are you still with me? The body will decay. But we thank God. Now, here's the three keys. Spiritually, you know, the Bible talks about this thing in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1. It says we are dead. I'm speaking about death today and the Jesus uh, conquering our last enemy. But listen to what death I'm talking about. He says... You have been quickened who were dead in your trespasses and sins. So there's another death. That death is when you, are, when you have not yet found or discovered that Jesus Christ, this Good Friday and Easter Sunday or Resurrection Sunday, was the, the, the act of God's grace and mercy to bring everyone back to God. 
Yes, this was the purpose of the coming of Jesus. That's why the, the, the words, it is finished. The job is finished. I came to die for the sins of men to make a way. He made a way. Now the way is open. But not many enter that way. Uh-huh. He said the gate is, is open, but the, the road is wide. And many go that way, the wrong way. <coughs> he said the, the narrow gate, there's so few found on it. So we now he's trying to explain to us, the great apostle Paul says, you, now that you're born again, it means he has quickened you. You have, you have awoken from your sleep. Because you were, you were dead in your trespasses and sins. There's another death. That is when you don't know Christ, you haven't found the way. So you think you are alive, but you're actually dead. You are dead in your trespasses and sins. Uh, keep just paging that one. You walked according to the course of this world, the prince of the power of the air. The spirit now works in the children of disobedience. So the apostle calls you dead. If you, if you, if you don't know Jesus, you have not given your life to him, you, are, you were once dead in your trespasses and sins. Walking or worketh, it works like this in the children of disobedience. <clears throat> Go on. Verse 3. Among whom also we had our conversation in times past. Uh, put it in the NLT quickly. Maybe it's nicer. All of us used to live that way. Isn't it? If you're born again, you, 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 there was a time before you were born again, you used to work, work this way. Following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. I'm telling you what Jesus came to do for you on the cross. By our very nature, we were subject to God's anger. Just like everyone else. He's telling them they are saved now. But before they were saved, this is what they were like. You were subject to God's anger. One of the greatest messages ever preached, I can't remember the preacher, it's called Sinners in the Hand of an Angry God. Somebody must give me the name of that preacher. Find it on Google quickly. Sinners in the hand of an angry God. Verse 4. But God is so rich in mercy. Say hallelujah. He's rich in mercy. He loved us so much. Verse 5. That even though we were dead because of our sins, He gave us life when He raised Christ from the dead. Hallelujah. So as much as the crucifixion has done many things, this is one of the most pivotal things of the crucifixion, of the resurrection, is that Jesus was raised from the dead and he gave us life. Now that Christ is raised from the dead, it is only by God's grace that you have been saved. Glory to God. And although this thing happened 2012 years ago, 22, 2022. So it's 20, 2022 years ago. It still has um, uh, implication for you and for me. Hallelujah. Because as you heard on Friday, the blood has never lost its power. Glory to God. The blood has not grown old. The blood cannot be outdated. The blood is all powerful to cleanse you 
like it cleansed me. How old was I? 12 years old. More than 30 years ago. Hallelujah. The blood will still set you free today. But God wants to raise you from your dead being. Go to Ephesians 4.18. I'm going to preach short. I'm finishing. I'm finishing. <clears throat> this, this, is, this is the state of someone who did not come to Jesus and accept this his, his, his penalty for sin, which was his crucifixion, which we saw on the movie on Friday and here today, was in a very wild and terrible state. He was beaten vehemently. Even the cross was hit and broken with a hammer. <laughs> Ephesians 4.18 It talks about us if we are not born again. Listen. Their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the life of God. Far from the life that God gives because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against Him. Do you see this powerful scripture? Now I want to, to, to make you understand this thing. Whoever is not saved, whoever is not born again, your uncle or your auntie or some clever upa that you have that does not believe in the born again experience, for some reason of his intelligence, he's living a life of darkness. Are you with me? People will easily say, oh, you wild people that preach bakirin, uh, conversion, you are out of order, let's vote. We go to church, but we are reserved. You see, Karl Marx, the great Marxist, made a statement, he said, religion is the opium of the people. In other words, he didn't believe in God and he says religion is the drug of the people. He was wrong, but in a way he was also not too wrong. Because people believe that if they have a religion, then they are okay. Now they could have Islam, Christianity, Buddhism, but even in Christianity, we have a, a form of godliness, but no power. This is just the Easter weekend to have hot cross buns, to drink us drunk on a Saturday, go to church on a Sunday, and then live a life like in the life of darkness again. Maar zij gaan kerk. En zij zijn kerkmens. Zij zijn kerksister, jouw hoed is bij jouw hoek op jouw kop. But this is not what Jesus came to die for. He came to conquer death and to give us life. Now he's explaining that if you don't accept this free gift of his eternal death, I say you never care me. Then live you glad me. She's not dead. She must be born again. She say, "Ma, who is the son of God?" You ask the same stupid question that Nicodemus asked him, and he said to Nicodemus, "Don't you understand?" You are a man of great learning. I'm not speaking of being born in your mother's womb. I'm speaking about being born by the water and by the spirit. You must be born again. You must come to Jesus Christ. You must have a born again experience. 
You cannot sit there and say, okay, I'm just visiting. I don't want to be too close to God. I don't want this madness, this interaction. You are dead in your trespasses and sins. You haven't yet begun to live. Jesus said to the people, I am the way, I'm the truth, and I'm the life. Why do you need life? You need Jesus. Otherwise, you haven't started to live. Hallelujah. Don't give me the name of your church. And as much as you like BMI, and it's a great church, I agree. It doesn't mean that if your name is written in this book, that you will go to heaven. Your name must be written in the Lamb's book of life. That means you must come to Christ, bow your knee, and confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Then let go of your old life, this darkness that he's talking about. Their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the life of God. We are students, we are university graduates. Ons is nie met malbekering goed is nie. Ons is beskaafd. We are, we are civilized. We are dignified. Thank you, sister. We, we, this is not what we do. They think they are alive, but I've got news for you. They are dead in their trespasses and sins. See, when the Holy Spirit moves, it doesn't matter what degree you have. It doesn't matter how dignified you want to keep you. The Bible says when the Spirit came in the upper room, the visitors saw the people were drunk. To the kracht fall, to leri mensa. And alla praat en anertala. Volgens handelingen 2 vers 38. There was no dignifiedness. It was the power of Almighty God. The reason why we were birthed on this earth was to love Him, to serve Him. Yes! The greatest thing in all my life is knowing Him, is serving Him, and is loving Him. It tracks me what He means to say. I don't care what the people might say. So we must become like children and like servants. Where our living is for Him. Because I said, we, I'm talking about your birth, your life and your death. Your birth can only be there if you come to Christ. That's the new birth. Now you are alive. You are alive in Jesus. In Him we live. In Him we move. In Him we have our being. That means without Him, we can't live. Then why are we, Pastor? We are dead. Say, do it, sister. I'll budgery donuts for your corn cake. They must not Jesus to come. You must find the reason for our creation. Why were we made? What's the purpose of our life? 
Church must not be a side thing on your agenda. I have my work, I have my sport, I have my this, I have my hobby, and I go to church also to please, I don't know who. Don't play with God. A man gave his life for you on the cross. He was murdered and bloody beaten, full of blood. And he kept saying, nevertheless, not my will. Let your will be done. Hallelujah. Let me rush. Let me rush. Let me close. It's Easter. Your birth is the new birth. Ephesians 5.14, it says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead. Hallelujah. And Christ shall give you light. So you are dead, but Christ comes to give you life. Glory be to God. We were dead in our trespasses, but God has made us alive when Christ rose from the dead. Now that you are born again, number two, what now, pastor? Pastor, I'm born again. I have this experience. I am alive. Now the next phase is the phase of your life. Isn't it? So on the tombstone, if I'm talking about death today, you'll see one age, right? 1982. Then your death will also be there. And in between those two lines is what you live here on this earth. All right? So your life is in three parts. Your birth, your, your life here, and then your death. After your death is your judgment day. Don't forget it. But let's quickly talk about your life here. What must I do now that I'm saved? Now God expects you to bring forth fruit. Amen? He says, I have ordained you so that you can bring forth fruit. I, you didn't call me. I, I called you, he said, so that you can, you can bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. Yes, the sister that was testifying, she spoke nicely about the fruits of the Spirit. I was impressed that she had known the fruits of the Spirit. Now, how can you bring forth fruit? Fruit can only be brought forth if the tree is well planted by rivers of water. Otherwise, you'll have a tree that's full of diseases, full of lack of water, moisture, lack of nutrition. It's brancic. It's a brancic boom. As I mentioned, it's great. We're a malnourished tree. But in Psalm chapter 1, it makes it very clear. What must you now do after you're born again? You must be planted by the streams of living water so that you can bring forth fruit in your season. Hallelujah. It starts by saying, Blessed is the man and the woman that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Pastor, now that I'm saved, can I still be with the ungodly? No. Then you can't be blessed. Can I still sit in the cream of the spotters? No. You can't be blessed. He said, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the jokers. They make fun of the church. They make fun of God. They make fun of pastors. 
always criticizing men of God, having better knowledge than the man of God on the platform. I don't know why you're sitting there and I'm standing here. He said, you can't be blessed. Then go to the next verse. But his delight is now in the law of the Lord. Hallelujah. He delights in the law. In the beginning, the sister said, was the word. Hey! I've never heard that to be somebody's favorite, but I, and it's a powerful scripture. And the word was with God. That, that, that is the law of the Lord. If you want to know what's the law of the Lord, it's the word of God. The law of God is in his word. <clears throat> and the word was God. Oh, what a mystery. He was with God, but he was also God. Hallelujah. He meditates day and night. This is your life on earth. We have passed phase one. You are born again. Now you are living. Christ has made a way for you through his resurrection. Now Christ will be disappointed if he paid such a high price. Beaten, spat upon, crown of thorns in the head, spear on the side, nails driven through with blood, and you are not growing? You are not bringing forth fruit? Did you, did you, the Bible says, you trample the death of Jesus under your foot. Because you are not producing the fruit he desires. You see. Then it goes on to say, you meditate day and night, you shall be like a tree. Glory to God. You bring forth your few. You are planted by the rivers of water. Pastor, say you were right when you said you can't have online church all the time. This online church made many people backslide. And I want you all to pray that you don't backslide. One of the main prayers you must pray for every day is, Lord, keep me from sliding back. All the backsliders who slid back, they never thought they would slide back. Are you listening? You don't know the power of demons and devils. You don't know. You do not know. If you ask, you will say, how can somebody... Now, the people who come here from outside, they say, how can people be so stupid to leave a place of flowing waters? You underestimate the power of darkness and demons. You underestimate it. Because you see, the deception of the devil is so real. That person who moves away from a good place, he thinks in his mind for a short while, ek is reg, ek is reg. Tot achterna, dat sien hy nie, maar ek was hier regie. But at that time, the devil had put in his mind, sy is reg man, dis die rechte plek die nie man. Kijk hoe sê hulle, dankie vir die pastor vir alles. Nee, dis my sê rechte plek. Boom, boom, vat die duivel jou weg. You see, how will you know that you're at a good place? You will bring forth fruit in your season. How will you know if there's a river flowing through you? Because the tree will produce its fruit. There was a time when the disciples were arguing around Jesus. Yeah, yeah, let's say, do you a man from God? And I use a man. Yeah, uh, they are baptizing there and they are baptizing. Jesus said, listen, listen, I'm not going to be a man. I'm not going don't be confused. You will know them by their fruits. Not by their crocodile shoes or by their Ghanaian shirts. 
Ah, menit saya loser aku. <laughs> you shall know the men of God by their fruits. Not just the men of God, you know the Christians by their fruits. Now we don't have time, but we know the fruits that the, the sister was referring to. The fruits are, they are in pairs of three. Love, joy, and peace. Hallelujah. Now when you, when you use the term love, you can't use it without forgiveness. Amen. When the Bible says to the man to love his wife, it's actually telling him, forgive her because she's going to do many stupid things. Is there no man that will amen for me now? Jullie zijn zo bang voor jullie vrouwen. Jullie kan niet amen zijn. I've discovered in my journey on searching things that love actually means forgiveness. You see? For God so loved the world that He gave. And I mean, He gave His Son to us because He forgave us. He forgave us. He didn't punish us. Sinners are in the hands of an angry God, but because of His love, He said, I forgive them. Jesus, go die for them. Wow. So the fruit of the Spirit, now if you plant it by the rivers of water, it should be forgiveness. Love, that's love. Amen? Yes, you love one another. That's why you can stay faithful to your wife because you must have forgiveness. And the wife must also have forgiveness for the husband. Otherwise, you can't stay together. What if I stand before you as a pastor and say, do you solemnly take John to be your wedded husband? Yes, I do. And Mary, do you, uh, John, do you take Mary? Yes, I do. Until she makes her first mistake? Yes, I do. Huh? That was the Amal Gescheino. Is that true? Is that true? So love covers a multitude of sins. In other words, I see you wrong, but I still forgive you. And I, st I still work with you. I will still help you. So I'm going to with your verkeerde dinge na, maar ek gaan nog altijd met jou weet. That's the fruit. Now if you are a Christian, you came to Christ, but you have none of that. No, 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 you, you're, not by the, you're not by the rivers of water. Then joy. Yay. There must be joy. So joy unspeakable and full of glory. The half has not yet been told. Dan moet blitzkap wees. Liefde, vrede, blitzkap. Als in die rots. Amen. So that's why our church laugh. It is not, this is not a sad church. En mama, moet nie vir ons laat dink, jy is heilig met jou siergesig in. It doesn't mean because we're laughing and we're having fun that we are not anointed and that we are not powerful. Joy is the fruit of the Spirit. Rodney Howard Brown, a great man of God, had, the Lord gave him a, the, 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 the gift of joy. Because he, the Lord told him, the kerk is the seer. And the people are too much under stress and pressure. So the Lord brought the Spirit of joy. He was not understood, he was not well understood, but it was the Holy Spirit. Moving and people started laughing in the Spirit. Want sy lach nooit. As jy as jy man is toekom, as jy... Die hond al op ook weg vir jou. 
Even the dog is afraid of you. No, my brother. As you live your life on this earth, between your birth date and your death date, there should be joy. If you are planted by this tree, say, can you yell that seaman? Even, even, in the, even in the sad times, he will bring you joy. The Bible says, weeping endures for the night, but joy comes again in the morning. We will weep. You see, because this death, it hurts us bad. It's a pain we cannot bear. But it won't last forever. The balm of Gilead will bring the joy of God back again. And if you're here this morning and you went through some sad period of your life, I'm here to tell you that God is going to bring the joy back into your life. You must be planted by this river and you will see bundles of joy. Hallelujah. Bladescap. Leave the free the bladescap. Amen. I like that word bladescap. It's Afrikaans word meaning joy. I think in Bishop Dag's church they use the word mincha. There's mincha in the church. There's always joy in the church. So we can't use that word. It's a Ghanaian word. We use the word bladescap. There's bladescap here at BMI. It's now a universal word. English, Afrikaans, Twana, Toza, Alice, bladescap. Say it. Bladescap. Peace. Is there peace? Is there peace in your life? Sheep can only drink where the waters are quiet. In this church, we don't fight as pastors. No, 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 no. There's no fighting. There's no board meetings till late at night. It's not like that. No, everybody flows. We flow. We are a flowing church. You get an instruction, you do. Simple. There's peace. When there's fighting, then the sheep can't come to drink from the water. Sheep only drink where the rivers are quiet. He leads me beside. The one? The quiet waters, the still waters. You must have peace. Have peace in who you are. Have peace in your calling. Don't push to be higher. God will show you. God will lift you up. A real promotion comes from the Lord, not, not people. The pickle fish wach for us. The leftover from Friday. My wife said I can't eat pickle fish with this white top on, so she brought the overall in the car with for me. Now the King James says, patience, long suffering. I'm talking about the fruits of the Spirit. You must suffer long. <laughs> Jesus! How many of you had in Yalas Mukhfani Ivalak? The Bible says your fruit is to suffer but longer. You are tired of this husband. It's a problem. You're tired of this wife. Never smiling, always bitter, always angry. Suffer more. I want to say something to married couples. Your aim in marriage is not to be happy. You make a mistake. God never says in His Word, your aim must be to be happy. Yeah? Zayit must gekies. Het ek jou gefos. 
Did I force you to marry that lady? Zij het moest gekies. So al gaan het zwaar. Zij moet vasthouden. You must suffer. Long suffering. Is that King James? Long suffering. Say, Pastor Mike, I'm suffering under this husband. Suffer long. Hallelujah. Clap for Jesus. Okay, 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 okay. You love say, Pastor, Pastor, Exuka man. I'm, I'm waiting long for a husband. Suffer longer. Because if you, if you have the, the mad idea that you will be happy, that's where you make a mistake. You say, I'm happy. The Bible says it. You your husband gaat jou gelukkig. Die Heere maak jou blij, ja. Die Heere. Die Heere. Trouw met die Heere. Marry the Lord. That's why the bishop must wear a ring to show that he's married to the church. Yes. Anyway, my time. Gentleness. I'm talking about why Christ died for us to bring us into newness of life. Now, in, after this life, what now? Be planted by the river and these fruits will grow on your tree. It's a simple message. What fruits? Gentleness. I don't want to talk to the men when I talk about this. I talk to ladies. Because I find that in my counseling with ladies, that sometimes they have become hard like rocks. And they should be gentle like a pillow. Soft like a pillow. Soft, say soft like a pillow. Not hard like a rock. You see, Jesus said to Peter, on this rock I will build my church. The, he, the man, had to be hard because you, to do great things. But the woman, hey, ladies, you know yourselves. I'm preaching to you on Easter. You must, you must get more of the water at this river so that your gentleness can come through. Die kinders moet bang wees vir die pa, nie vir die maan. Maar vandag sien ek die kinders is bang vir die ma. Hulle is nie bang vir die pa. Hey. There's so many things I want to teach you, but I can't. In the homes where the roles are reversed, you often get the child growing up with a confused mind. Ask me. I've seen it. I've counseled and looked at things. I look like Solomon. I look and I see. Hoe kom is die kan aan soos is a vrou? Hy is aan a man. Want sy ma was die man. En sy pa was die sissie. 
You don't like my preaching? I have to tell you what I observe. This whole notion, single parent mothers, they say, what will you do with your pa? All the years I've raised you myself. You don't need a man. You don't need a father. You don't understand God's design. Are you cleverer than God now suddenly? You don't, the child don't need a father. Every child needs a father. And if his father is gone or he, he slipped on some soap, there's other fathers that God will bring across your child's path. Allow him and her to have a father. And if he says, Pastor spoke hard to me, say, it's good, he should have beaten you. Anyway, time doesn't allow me. Goodness. In some versions, it's called generosity. Goodness. You will start to do good to people. You still see you a Christian, your fruit. Isn't it? Sometimes I, I long to do good to people. I can't explain it. It's spiritual. I wish somebody can come to me with a problem. But it must be supernatural. Normally those who ask, I don't feel that feeling. Don't tell me, I feel this. But just sometimes when I'm close to people, I feel this need. I, I wish I can help this person. It's a spiritual thing. Have you felt like that before? Goodness. God is going to bless you so. I prophesy you're going to stand in the till at spa. The students in front of you will be turning their monies. They will say, okay, leave this, leave that, leave this. Then you will say, no, take all this. They will say, but we don't have money. You say, no, I didn't ask you if you have money. I said, take it. I will cover this for you. Or some grandmother with a pension. This is goodness. Say, so, oh, you always see them. When I'm at the, the restaurant, sometimes at, uh, I have a breakfast at Woolworths. Have you eaten Woolworths eggs already? It's better than the eggs you eat at your food. <laughs> anyway, when I'm there, so many pensioners come there. And I'm always saying, Lord, show me who I must look after. You know, it's just a blessing to bless older people. You must always bless older people. Because one day you will also be old. Ah, then the seed that you sowed will come back to you. I said, Lord, show me who I can bless. But the problem is in Uwat, it's only white people who come to eat there. <laughs> Goodness, faithfulness. The, in King James calls it faith, but the other Bible calls it faithfulness. That's loyalty. Is that your fruit? Or do you jump from church to church? You can't put your, your legs down here, your feet, you, you must be faithful. Goodness, gentleness, I know it, I know it because of the song. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness and goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. The time. You don't understand Afrikaans yet, no? You will learn it soon, yeah. Gentleness, faithfulness, you must be faithful. Like the sister said, somebody said here, they don't have to beg. But pastor said, he don't have to beg that man to come to church, isn't it? He's faithful. 
And I believe you are becoming faithful also. Maar nie so rond soekie, wat soek sy nog een kerk? Sy is amper in jou graf al. Wanneer gaan sy groei? Any tree that is moved from place to place can't grow. Yes, you must, the tree must stand long. Look at our trees, they now starting to give a little bit of shade, but they standing for four years already. Yeah, they have to stand long. If I keep planting, we transplanted one or two trees, me and Lance, and every time we see, it's very seldom that the tree grows again. Once you move it, most do it. Most do it. But stay long. Be planted. Stay in. in. Yonki Cho said, Chinese bamboo doesn't grow for 15 years. You see it in the, in the, in the soil. Nothing. Then after the 15th year, in one year, it grows 20 meters in the sky or whatever. It's a, it's a growth. You're hiding, flourishing, hiding, flourishing. Then suddenly, kaboom! I come here but not to be moving all the time from place to place no my brothers and sisters stay planted this is what Christ died for that once you are born again then you are placed let me end the last part no 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 I must respect those also that want to get Easter eggs I apologize, the Easter eggs didn't come in time. The, the, the Easter eggs was ordered from Durban. And the flood there blocked one of the roads. Oh, you don't know about the floods. Do you know? You don't know about the floods. Hmm. But next week, next week, all the children, I'm sure next week I will be able to give you all. I promise. Just suffer long. I found a new way of living. You don't know that song, but it's a song the Baptist taught me. I went to Sunday school at the Baptist church, one of the best teaching churches in the world, the Baptists. They teach the word of God with clarity. I love the Baptist people. Amen. They sang a chorus there. I, I found a new way of living. I found a new life divine. I found the fruit of the Spirit. I'm abiding. I'm abiding in the vine. Hallelujah. The last key. Heaven is your eternal home. When Christ rose from the dead, He brought you new life. And He allowed you to be planted by the streams. And besides that, He promised you a, a home in heaven. Can you believe this? He said to the disciples, I'm going away to prepare a place for you so that where I am, you can also come. Hallelujah. Then John describes this beautiful place. John was on the island of Patmos and God gave him a vision of eternity. He said, I saw streets of gold. He said, I saw uh, the sea was made of glass. The walls were of jasper. I saw mansions. Yeah. Then he saw the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords with a sword, with a, with, a, with a belt around his waist. Hallelujah. 
So this, heaven is promised to you because Jesus said to Martha, John eleven twenty five. 25, <clears throat> I am the resurrection. Don't worry. If your mother served Christ and she died, you'll see her one day. Hallelujah. If your child died before you by tragic accident like Bishop's child now, and the child was a child of God, you will see the child one day. David said, he said, I can't go. Uh, my child can't come back to me. After his child died, they said, why are you eating? You were crying and mourning. Now you're eating. He said, I can't, my child can't come back, but I can go to him. Because the Lord now makes a way for all of us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You shall live. Now, there's a lot of talk about what happened between Good Friday and Easter. Jesus Christ. Peter talks about it. Revelation talks about it. Jude talks about it. Jesus took the keys of, the, of death and of hate. We won't go into that. But Jesus opened with the key of authority. The grave can't hold you anymore. The key is in the hands of Jesus. You shall die here only physical death. It's only this body which is cursed will go to the ground. But inside of you, the real person, look, the real you is sitting inside of you. He's watching me through the windows. This is the windows of your spirit. He's looking at me. So when you die, a person inside you goes out. The body is a tent that stays behind. We will be carrying you from here, wherever the graveyard will be. They said they're going to build a graveyard here opposite, so maybe we'll just walk you over the street. <laughs> but it's not the real you. No. What happens to a person when he dies? Immediately, he goes to paradise. There's no waiting places anymore. The theologians said there could have been a waiting place. That's why Jesus took the keys and went to unlock those before him and said, come on in. But now, whilst he was on the cross, the thief spoke to him and said, Lord, you were a good man. Remember me when you enter into your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, today, this day, you shall be with me in paradise. Hallelujah. Now listen as I close. 1 Thessalonians 4, 16. This is what's going to happen at the end. The Lord shall himself descend from heaven with a shout. Hallelujah. The voice of an archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then which we are, which we, then we which are alive and remain, <clears throat> we shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air so shall we forever be with the Lord. This is what we read at the funerals. You know what the Bible is telling us? If Jesus Christ did not come to make a way, we were all doomed just to die like dogs and animals and rot in the grave. But now no longer. Oh, it says, we, first, go back again. Those that are dead, Right? The Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. There's something we never read about in the Bible is the day Jesus rose from the dead, many other people got up from the dead 
you must read it in the, in the book of John. John is the only book that, says, that speaks about it. Many graves opened and people went to visit their people at home. Yeah. That's the power of resurrection. In other words, death, where is your victory? Where is your sting? You can't hold us anymore. It's the final enemy. But Jesus said, I've conquered it. I've conquered it. So when the disciples saw him, Thomas said, no, it can't be you. Are you not a ghost? He said, Thomas, feel my hands. Feel my feet. The divine nature of God left the prince in his hand and in his feet. So that anyone who, who might ever doubt, if you say it can't be true, when you see him one day, you will know him by the nail prints. You know him by the nail prints. In his hand and in his feet. I shall know my Redeemer when I reach the other side. You say, Pastor, how shall you know him? How will we know him? You'll see on his hands. The nail prints are still there. Heaven will be a beautiful place, my friends. There will be many things to see there. But the center of attraction will be the Son of God. Because He bought us by His grace. On Calvary. Your heads are bowed, your eyes are closed. Oh, the center of attraction. It won't be the walls of Jasper. It won't be the mansions and the glitter. But we shall see him. And we shall know him. By the nail prints in his hand. Yes. My friend, if you are here this morning, you've heard me speak about the three phases of your life. Jesus rose from the dead to offer you new life. You haven't yet started to live until you give him your life. Then you must be planted by this river and you shall bring forth great fruit. And then one day when you die, you shall be resurrected again. Because he said, even though you die, I've conquered this death. Oh, death weighs your victory. Death weighs your sting. The question I have for you, if you die today, are you sure you can meet the Lord? If you're not sure, I want to pray with you this morning. I want to lead you to Christ. If you have come here, somebody brought you. 
Your life is not what it should be. You know you're not living in the right way. You want to make peace with God. You want to find this life. You want to start living for Jesus. I want to pray with you. If you need my prayer, put up your right hand. I want to pray with you. If you are here, somebody brought you here. I see your hand, young man. Today's service is for you. Mama, is there another person? God is calling you from a life of wasted years. Don't put it off. Don't say tomorrow, next week I'll come. You might not get the chance again. Is there another person? Yes, tears are flowing. I want us all to stand, please, if we can stand in this building. I want to ask those people who put up their hands, I want you to be bold. Come out of your chair and come stand here on the blue carpet. I want to pray with you. I won't embarrass you, I promise. I want you to meet Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. on you, you can also come if you want to give your life to Christ come forward, come we are waiting for you there is God because I know he holds the future Beautiful. I was 12 years old when I came down the altar of a 10th crusade that Ati Prince preached many years ago in Itzef. I knelt before God on that carpet, the dusty carpet, 12 years old. And my life has never been the same again. I don't regret it. I've not tasted the world by God's grace. I don't know what it's like to be drunk and fall in a ditch. I don't know what it's like to buy cigarettes. I don't know what it's like to smoke dacha with young people. Somebody said your life must have been pretty boring. Let me tell you there's nothing boring in Christ Jesus. I don't regret not going to these places and not seeing these things. I've never seen the inside of a nightclub. Don't despise the young children who come to Christ. I was young like them. And today I can preach to people about His saving grace. All of you in front here, would you pray after me? Say this prayer after me in English. Say, Dear Lord Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus. I come to you today. I come to you today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I come just as I am. I come just as I am. I'm sorry for my mistakes. I'm sorry for my mistakes. For my sins. For my sins. I want to be born again. I want to be born again. I heard the preacher say. I heard the preacher say that I'm dead. That I'm dead in my trespasses. In my trespasses. And my sins. And my sins. Now I want life. Now I want life. I want new life. I want new life. 
Come Lord Jesus. Come Lord Jesus. Forgive me of my sin. Forgive me of my sin. Wash me with the precious blood. Wash me with the precious blood. Cleanse me Lord Jesus. Cleanse me Lord Jesus. Of all my mistakes. Of all my mistakes. And give me this new life. And give me this new life. Please write my name. Please write my name. In the book of life. In the book of life. Plant me. Plant me. By the rivers of water. By the rivers of water. I want to bring forth fruit. I want to bring forth fruit. Fruit that shows I'm born again. Fruit that shows I'm born again. And take me to heaven one day. And take me to heaven one day. I want to see Jesus. I want to see Jesus. I want to see the nail prints in his hands. I want to see the nail prints in his hands. Thank you for saving me now. Thank you for saving in me now. In Jesus name. In Jesus name. The whole church clap for the Lord with excitement. With excitement.